Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show, and that's how you know me. And we're announcing the release of a new show that we're going to sponsor here called CSS Presents Hiding in Plain Sight. And we're going to look at mysteries, hidden mysteries, hidden mysteries regarding human potential, ETs, UFOs, psychic phenomena, hidden, well, hidden curriculum, hidden everything. And we have the truth obscured for us in so many ways. And we just, well, we need to know where to look. And I'm going to help you in that journey. And it's going to be interesting. And, you know, let me tell you what started all this. I wanted to very much do an Art Bell type of show when I was on RBN. And I had really good numbers. In fact, some of the people that worked there said, Dave, did you know that your Sunday night numbers outdo everything during the week, Monday through Friday? Uh, And listen, I never verified that, but I was told that by two different employees there. And I said, no, do you have any advertising? No. And I thought, okay, well, if I make myself really valuable, then maybe the owner, John Statmiller, will give me some advertising. And John gave me my start. I'm grateful for that. But he wouldn't give me one minute. Eventually, I'll go independent for that reason. I worked for free for them for six years. And uh, I think I provided pretty quality service, but I took an idea to John one time and he wanted nothing to do with it. And he was a visionary with regard to geopolitics, what programming should be to reflect geopolitics. And I learned a lot in that process. But I said, you know, Art Bell has gone off the air for the most part. And I said, the, the public hungers for him because the replacements there just aren't getting the job done. And I said, I love that show. And I said, I'm a geopolitical guy, but I love to have my imagination stretched. I want to know about scientific inventions that are hidden from the public, the hidden science with quantum physics and what it all means and our ancient history and how it's been obscured from us and why people want to basically ban the Bible. Because if you look into the Bible, you get a whole lot of stuff on there. We're going to do a show in the upcoming weeks on the two different DNA on the planet. And it's all there for you to find out about in Genesis 6. And we'll take that and expand upon it. And he said, we're not doing that goofy blank. And I said, okay. And I think I lasted another three or four months. I had the chance, uh, and I got to talk to her. She was a wonderful lady. Uh, The father of the space program, Von Braun. I got to talk to his uh, secretary, 
Oh, the stories she told, and RBN wouldn't let me have her on. Oh, it's too out there. Can you believe that? A network that fights against censorship uh, at the time would censor one of their own people. And, you know, I'm still going to do the geopolitics, and very much so because we're in the fight of our lives. But people are curious by nature. They want to have their imagination stretched. They want to learn new things. And I'll be honest with you, the people that run this planet want to keep you in the dark so they can control you. And this show is about shining the light on things because we know that ultimately all knowledge really is hiding in plain sight. We just have to look for it. And, you know, I got to tell you, Art Bell was one of my heroes in broadcasting. And this is before I was ever in broadcasting. I used to do a few appearances about the Kennedy assassination because I had written some things after I got introduced to Jim Mars and I started to do my own research. And the late Jim Mars was just fantastic. One of the best researchers, if not the best, I ever met. And I'm a trained researcher. I taught at pretty advanced level at the university and college level. And I do know how to do the research, but Jim, oh, could he unlock things? And I ended up somewhat on the lecture circuit. I wouldn't say I was a regular in big places, but I'd have the Lions Club or this group or that group and radio shows. Hey, I want to interview Dave. This is interesting what I read here. And that was my first foray into this, and that was in the 90s. And uh, all of you know how I got into, I'm sure you do, how I got into broadcasting in the first place where the McCain mafia tried to steal my property and that of 300 of my neighbors. And we were in an eight year battle that went from about Oh four to 2012, where we finally won. Uh, thanks to, thanks to some really good people that helped me like Ernie Hancock. And today we have our property free and clear, but it launched my broadcasting career. And I've always had this curiosity and now am I a believer typically in ETs and UFOs and things like that? Not really. I think it could be part of the great deception, but you got to deal with what's in front of you. And what's in front of you are craft that we can't explain, beings that have been discovered that we don't know about. But I think it probably has one source, and that's the evil one himself, Satan. Um, But we're still going to look at the topic objectively. And and listen, this has gotten to the mainstream now. The Pentagon's into this. The mainstream media is no longer joking about it. It used to be they'd report on it, like Betty and Barney Hill case that we'll talk about in future weeks. Oh, <laughs> how crazy are they? And there was nothing wrong with those people. They were both stand-up, admirable people, and the media had their way with them. And that's no longer the case. So we're going to look at that, and we're going to look at a whole lot of topics with information that most people don't have, and I'm going to work hard to dig it up and present it to you right here. Um, We're going to do a lot on the show, too, with predictive programming. And and you say, well, Dave, what do you mean by the predictive programming? Uh, What I mean by that is that you see something in the media, whether it's a Twilight Zone show, The Old Outer Limits, some movie like The Arrival, And you look at it and you say, are they telling us the future? And then enough time goes by and they're telling us the future. Uh, Minority Report was something we're going to talk about when we do predicted programming in sci-fi movies. And Minority Report with Tom Cruise, very much, very much along those lines. Now, some of the people will tell you, the evil people that try to run this planet, 
they have to tell you what they're going to do to you before they do it. And they choose Hollywood as a vehicle of expression to fulfill that requirement. Now, I don't know if that requirement exists. I used to think that was a silly concept, but you keep seeing these kinds of things over and over and over, and you see them often enough, you actually begin to wonder. And I do wonder. And you'll wonder, too, and hopefully we can satisfy some of your curiosity in all this. Um I remember one of the saddest days I had for entertainment was when Art Bell announced one night, I'm going off the air. And I want to talk about that for a minute. And I told some of this um, on my live stream on YouTube when I told him I was thinking about doing a show. Well, I am going to do a show. And it's motivated by the fact that art could make you use your imagination. The closest thing we have to Art Bell right now is... No, there's actually two guys. One's John B. Wells, but he's kind of gone down almost exclusively the geopolitical track, but he was really good with Coast to Coast. He was the second best they ever had. Some people said he was just as good as art, and I have to agree. Now, I'm biased because I consider John B. Wells to be a friend and someone I've supported through the years. In fact, let me talk about that. And I told this story briefly last night on my um, live stream account. But John and I had met, you know, sitting in the green room of radio shows, and we start talking before we go on the air together. And um, I think this happened twice to us in about a three-week period. And we exchanged numbers and began to talk, and I've been on his show quite a bit, Caravan to Midnight, which is an outstanding show. And he was on my show. In fact, actually, um, I'm getting a hold of his production people tomorrow and we're going to get John back on the show. In fact, we'll probably bring him on right here and have him talk about his coast-to-coast days. He is a brilliant, brilliant man, brilliant. And he's become a dedicated Christian. And uh, it's interesting to hear him tell that story. But I'm not going to go there today. But when we have him on, we will. But anyway, um, people wanted me on coast-to-coast. I was beginning to write things and... Oh, the people that were controlling Coast at those days did not want a Dave Hodges on there. Even Jim Mars helped me. He talked to one of their producers. Oh, yeah, Dave's great. Let's have Dave on. And then she come back to Jim and said, no, we can't have Dave on. And anyway, John and I stayed friends during his Coast um, foray. And he was still appearing on my show. And he knew the end was coming for him. Because they wanted to control his content, which is why Art left in the first place. Uh, you know that story, right? With Premier. Premier offered Art $8 million, and Art failed to retain the, um, shall we say, editorial control. And one night he just said, Poop, I'm pulling the plug. That's it. Now, I know there were other factors surrounding that, but a lot of this was over editorial control. And I remember when he signed off, I go, Where am I going to go to be entertained with people that can actually think and have open minds? And uh, it was tough. Art's replacements were terrible for that genre. They might have been good in their own venue with doing their own thing, but trying to adapt to art takes a special thing. Now, I don't plan to be an Art Bell clone, but I'm telling you honestly, my interest in certain topics was spurred by art actually trained to do remote viewing with ed dames one of his frequent guests yeah i'll have a show where i talk about that experience and i'll evaluate it for you 
about the efficacy of remote viewing. And uh, thanks to the late Bill Pollack, my mentor in this business, Bill actually set that up for me because he knew Art well and he knew Ed Dames and Bill knew everybody. <laughs> he he did. He truly knew everybody. A brilliant mind who has missed. And he didn't want the limelight. He didn't like appearing on shows, but he was brilliant. But anyway, with going back to the story about John, um, his ratings had just shot off the charts. And it was really apparent that they had the wrong guy hosting the Monday through Friday show, and it should have been John. And his numbers were just killing George Norrie. And I, listen, I don't have any ill will towards George Norrie, but I am going to tell the truth as I experienced it at that time. And John told me, he says, yeah, I guess they're not really controlling my content like they'd like to. And, you know, we talked about ratings and his ratings were fantastic. And I actually published those ratings. You can find that on my website, The Common Sense Show, the two biggest articles I ever wrote, ever, 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 that had over, well over a million views. Um was about what happened to John at Coast. So one day he calls me and says, yeah, they pulled the plug on me. And he'd already started Caravan to Midnight. He always he hadn't started broadcasting, but he was getting it organized and set up because he knew bad days were coming. And then he was off the air and I was, I was really upset. So I wrote a uh, fire-breathing article, professional, Dealt with facts, dealt with ratings, dealt with control, told the old Art Bell story and linked it to John. And I said, said, look, John has his own style. Art had his style, but they're both really effective in what they do. And I said, this is a loss to the public just because egos get involved. And at the time, you know, Co started their subscription service. I forget what it was, $5 a month or $6 a month. And John had his with Caravan to Midnight. And when he launched, I said, why would you go to controlled media news when you could go to a guy who's open to all possibilities and and, and he really welcomes the truth? And a flood of people dropped their Coast uh, subscriptions and started to sign up for Caravan to Midnight. And out of the blue, one night, George Norrie called me. Now, I want to say this. I'm going to be very honest. He was extremely polite, and he was very professional. So I always want to be fair when I deal with people. And he asked me if I would stop. And I'd written two articles. I think they were afraid of number three. And he said, uh, I, I want you to, I'd like for you to stop what you're doing. Oh, we can have you on the show. Because remember, I was banned from going on coast. And, and I said, George, I appreciate that. But I said, I can never go on your show. Why not? Because I chose a side here. I'm on the side of John Wells. I'm not on your side. I said, what happened to John was wrong, and it was a disservice to the listening public. And and, uh, he goes, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, I'll leave the invitation open. And we talked it through, and he asked me what my future plans were with this. And I said, I've had my say. His ratings were great. Yours were good. His content was great. Your content is good. And I said, and I have to wonder how much egos entered into that. He didn't care for that too much, but that's how I felt. And that's what I told him. Well, it wasn't much longer. And my news director at the time, uh, Bill Pollock's wife, the late Bill Pollock, my mentor, uh, Annie DeRiso, uh, very, oh, was she good. Um, some of the best conversations I've ever had on topics came with Annie. 
And uh, Annie used to run UFO conferences. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. And George Norrie happened to be at one. I believe it was either Laughlin or Las Vegas. And um, he walks up to him, you're Annie. We did radio at the time. We weren't on YouTube. We did radio. And <laughs> and he goes, you're Dave's Annie. And she said, George, he ain't coming on your show. And he asked her again, can you, can you talk to him? No. So that was my experience with, with Coast. Uh, and I harbor no ill feelings. And no, they could call me today and I won't go on the show. And, and I'm not being stubborn, but I took a side. My friend was treated unfairly. 
and I'm standing by him. And I don't care if it's 10 years from now or 20 years from now, unless he's the host, my answer will always be no, I am not going on coast to coast. And I think some of the stories I broke recently, and, and, and I don't mean to brag, but I'm telling you the feedback I got. Clay Clark, for example, told me, says, hey, all these people, Dave, tell me what a bang-up job you're doing on CBDC and smart cities. And and he said, I really want you to come to my conference and speak in December, and I am. And I'm honored, honored by that great organization run by Clay, Reawaken America with all great patriots uh, that they've uh, seen fit to invite me to speak. But the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, I've always kind of had a hole in my heart when Art went away. And he came back, and he did some weekend things that didn't last. And he tried Sirius XM. That went six weeks. And, you know, he was sabotaged every direction you can be sabotaged. The powers that be sent the men in black to talk to him. They couldn't get him off track. And then they wrecked his show. They took away editorial content. Then they killed his revenue. And then uh, it just really wrecked it. And I'm really sorry he gave up the name Coast to Coast because, quite honestly, the people that are running that show now don't deserve to have that name associated with Art Bell. They don't deserve it to have it for themselves. And that's my personal view. And it's an average show at best now. And, in fact, I don't listen to it. If I'm out late at night one night, I'll say, well, okay, what station was that on? And I'll turn it on just to kind of occasionally see what they're up to. And i got to tell you, Five minutes later, I'm back to music. So that's why I'm doing this. I think there's a real gap in there for real uh, knowledge where people are hungry about mysteries out there, things that are hiding in plain sight. And I'm hopeful that we're going to be able to bridge that gap. And I don't think we can ever take the place of Art Bell. He's a legend. In fact, he's in the National Broadcasters Hall of Fame. And I don't think we can ever bridge that gap, but I think we could reawaken the spirit of creativity. You know, it's important that we deal with the geopolitical issues. It truly is. We absolutely, positively must confront these enemies that are trying to destroy us. And they're not just content to control us. I believe their ultimate goal is to destroy us. I mean, that's how I see it. And yes, we have to, we have to maintain. But and we have to fight the fight. But there's not really an opportunity there to um, expand the mind. Imagine what frontiers are possible in human potential. What are we capable of? What is the truth about certain things, certain phenomena, hidden history, for example? Um, I've developed a real interest lately in um, archaeology in a, in this country with the mound builders and. Uh, um, some of the people I've been talking to have been absolutely fantastic in this. And we've done a couple shows on it. I plan to even do the show here um, because they're finding things that the National Archives won't look at because it destroys their paradigm. Well, here's our proof. We don't care. We have all the facts we need. What? Yeah, we have all the facts we need. <laughs> Okay, There's, the government doesn't care about research people. Uh, they all their organizations they're non research based, and the mound builders were fantastic. We'll do a show on it. One of my motivations for doing this show, and we are going to do content here in just a minute. I'm just giving you relevant background. 
But I want to give credit to Vance Davis. Um, I met Vance and Bill at the same time. Vance was ex-NSA, assigned to NATO, and man, oh man, oh man, did he ever, ever, ever open my eyes to what's going on. He was on the transhumanism trail before there was ever a term, 1988. And I met him in 1992, and we've been friends ever since. I'm going to have him on the show a lot, okay, hiding in plain sight. Uh, I think Vance will be excited that we're doing this. I haven't even talked to him about it. I just decided over about a three- or four-day period that this is what I wanted to do. And uh, I just I want to get re-energized. And, uh, yes, I'm going to fight the fight and make that really clear. We're not going away. We're going to fight CBDC and all the other globalist World Economic Forum BS. We're going to fight that with everything we have. But I want to stretch people's imaginations and open up the realm of truth. And I'll tell you, too, the two areas are related because we're lied to every day by Biden's administration, our government in general. We are lied to constantly. And we have a hidden history where we've been lied to. And I kind of alluded to that with the National Archives a response to researchers I know that have done work on the mound builders and what they found and absolutely fantastic stuff. And the government doesn't want to know the truth. <laughs> okay. So we are going to expose the truth. So that's how we got to where we are. And, and like I said, I want to reemphasize, I mean, no disrespect for the people running coast to coast now. They're going to do their thing. I'm going to do my thing. I, I have absolutely no ill will towards George Norrie. And congratulations. I think he's lasted 20 years on the show. Um, that's a milestone accomplishment. But we're going to do our thing here, and hopefully we're going to do it well. And I look forward to having audience participation in all this. So here we are. Welcome to Hiding in Plain Sight, a CSS presentation. Um, I want to open up today with the initial show and really explore the idea, is there predictable programming? And I'm seeing more and more evidence for it. And I sat down and I listed movies that I think reflect that. Let me let me read you read to you my list. The Day the Earth Stood Still, Back to the Future, The Minority Report. The Truman Show, The Terminator, The Matrix, Colony, The Arrival, and of course, the classic movie coming up on that tragic anniversary of 60 years ago, JFK by Oliver Stone. By the way, I think I'm on right before Oliver Stone at plays Clark's Conference. What an honor that'll be to finally meet him in person. And Jim Mars loved the guy because Jim helped write the screenplay and gave him relevant facts and so forth. And and Jim told me, he says, that guy is one of the true allies that we have in Hollywood. Yeah. And he's paid a price for his loyalty to his country, too. All right. Uh, let's let's start with the uh, the movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Early 1950s, starring Michael Rennie. Uh, and wow, what a great job he did in the movie. But there were a couple of things, and there are actually more than a couple of things that really kind of foretold the future. Michael Rennie lands in the mall area near the White House. 
the craft is silence. The military panics. They bring in tanks and soldiers. Now, it's funny. They had a crowd there, too, of civilians. <laughs> they would never allow that. That was one mistake the movie made. Military would have cordoned that off and no one near. And finally, the door opens. And out comes Michael Rennie, dressed in some kind of spacesuit attire without the helmet, and his uh, robot friend, Gort. And the robot thing didn't really get a lot of attention in that day. But if that movie were to come out today, people would say, oh, they're kind of indoctrinating us for AI. I think the plot for AI takeover has been with us for a very, very long time. And so Gort comes out, and he's this indestructible robot. And he perceives aggressive threat for the American military. Tank arms itself. Oh, tank is incinerated. It just disappears. Soldiers point their rifles. Gone. All-powerful. And what Michael Rennie explained to the people he'll eventually talk to, he explained to them that you are a warlike planet, and we don't care what you do to each other. That's your concern. But when it starts to enter out into space like you're going, and remember, this movie was made before Sputnik. This would have been, I think, like five or six years before the Russians launched Sputnik. So there was nothing coming in. I mean, this movie was so, had so much foresight. And Michael Rennie explained to the leaders of the world, you go out there with these hostile attitudes and robots like this will turn your planet into a burned out cinder. And he said a long time ago to basically deal with our aggressive impulses, We built this group of robots, and we gave them complete power over us. Is that not the big fear that we have today? AI taking over? Well, in that movie, that was exactly what was expressed. This movie, I want you to think about the year. This movie is over 70 years old. And we're just beginning to have the AI debate about how much sentience, how much control we give to those entities over us. Truly frightening. And I don't think a sentient race of robots would be benevolent towards humans. Too many humans are this way? Let's exterminate them all. That's my fear. And if you think I'm going out on a limb, I think you might be mistaken because over 10,000 scientists have now signed documents urging the government to put limits on this, and they're not. They're going full speed ahead. Now, I think this ends up with transhumanism, and I'm going to bring Vance Davis on to discuss that concept. In fact, he'll probably be a frequent guest on the show, Hiding in Plain Sight. But I, I, I think this movie was so far ahead of its time that we should be looking back on it. Everybody should be watching it. The day 
the earth stood still. Pretty scary. And let me go to a warning that's in the Bible to cap off this discussion about this movie. The Bible says that if Jesus didn't come back, the end of the tribulation period, there'd be no flesh left alive. Do you understand what I'm saying here? You have to wonder if Armageddon is strictly going to be about nation against nation. How much will AI play a role? Is this going to be end times man versus machine? I'll say it again. Jesus said, no flesh would be left alive. It's a pretty ominous note to end that particular discussion on. There's another movie that I wanted to to talk about that has real relevance in our daily life today. And that's the movie Minority Report. And that movie is absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning in its um, approach. Minority Report was based on something that I think was, they didn't know how to represent it. So they had these like mermaid female creatures in this sauna bath that would be psychic and be able to predict future events based on what people do. And then the authorities would go out and arrest the person before they could commit the crime. And it was called pre-crime. And that's where the term pre-crime came from, was from this movie. Really, this movie was far ahead of its time. But here's what we know now. This really, again, again, gets into AI. We know that AI, and this comes out of World Economic Forum discussions. This is part of World Economic Forum presentations that come out. AI studies people, knows everything that you do, how you spend your money, how you spend your time, the words you use, and they can predict on their algorithm what you're going to do next. That's AI. The potential for pre-crime is incredible. And if we ever got down to a eugenic society, who is fit to stay and who's got to go? It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Because they could go off of the notions of AI. In other words, you don't have to do anything wrong. But their predictive models say you would. In fact, there was a uh, uh, North Carolina University professor that this presentation's come out. And actually, Clay came on my show, Clay Clark, and played some of this live from World Economic Forum. And she said, we know what you're thinking about at work. We absolutely know if you're on task, if you're not on task, what you're thinking about. And um, they covered like, gee, will people look at someone that they're attracted to and have to bury that feeling because they don't want to be discovered? And Harari, the number two guy at the World Economic Forum, has said, free will is a thing of the past. Humans are hackable. So on the first part, we know what you're thinking. On the second part, what Harari is saying in actuality is we can control what you're thinking. And this is an offshoot 
and the next step up from the movie Minority Report. What a great movie that was. I mean, it at the time, people looked at it as unrealistic, nonsense science fiction. And today we see, even though the uh, psychic part of it was a misrepresentation of what we have today, we have algorithmic models, according to people that come and speak at the WEF, that can do these things. Boy, is that interesting. That is absolutely fascinating, isn't it? Um, we do have a sponsor for the show. And the sponsor is My Patriot Supply. $200 off, three months is great special. And right now our food supply is under attack. We've covered it. Bill Gates buying up farmland uh, faster than you can blink. And the food supply is in big trouble. Food processing plants going down, supply chain, the Panama Canal, the whole thing we've talked about before. You better store and you better do it quickly while supplies last. Restaurant quality food, 25-year shelf life, and it really, really tastes good. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. One other movie that I wanted to talk about, and I'll probably refer to it in the future more than once, was the TV show Colony. I don't think it'll be much longer. In fact, that time may already be here. That if we were locked down into a martial law situation, you know what would happen? They'd have AI control it. And in the TV show AI, and I won't get into all the origins and everything because we'll develop this movie later, but I want to focus on one thing. They had AI enforcement of martial law. They had, for example, dusk to dawn curfews. And guess what would happen to you if you were out after dusk? This AI creature, almost indestructible, would take you out. So, whoa. There's one other aspect, too, that I really want to um, to talk about here at, when in that show. Bacon and eggs were a delicacy. There was extreme control of diet. Does this sound familiar? Yes, you'll eat bugs, plants, aquatics. (laughs) I wish I was kidding. I'm not kidding. This is exactly why I love that show, because this predicted the control of diet before the control of diet concepts came out of the World Economic Forum. And now we're having the smart city say, uh, well, guess what, boys and girls? <laughs> we're telling you what you can eat. You're not going to have meat or dairy. And the C40 cities, where it's right now number 80, have banned, or uh, at a certain date, 2030, Meat and dairy. Oh, did the Phoenix mayor get crucified for that? And then she lied, and she made a video of her eating an egg. What a joke. By the way, she's a product of the Young Global Leaders Program. Surprise, surprise, right? So anyway, long story short with this, this movie, 
our show, I should say, Colony, and it should be made into a movie, was way ahead of its time. And even though it's not that old, I think it went out of production about five years ago, and it was a three-year series, really was really good for what we're looking at uh, covering here on the show. So this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And I hope you'll embrace this with me as we cover a variety of topics that may or may not fit into the geopolitical, but this show will have its own identity and it'll be distinctly different from the common sense show, but in the same spirit of educating the public and telling the truth. We hope that you'll come back often. We're going to air this on all of our venues. I mean, every time I do a show, it's going to go everywhere on our venues. Because I think we need to bring some entertainment, education, and sometimes some comic relief. We've got to have some fun. And I hope you'll find this interesting, informationally valuable, and fun to learn about. Thank you for joining me on this maiden voyage of hiding in plain sight. Brought to you by The Common Sense Show. God bless all of you. And we'll see you back on the next episode. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at TheCommonSenseShow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.